What's up, everybody? Thank you for jumping on the Steelers to go, your daily to go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. I'm Noah Strackbine. Find me on youtube.com slash all Steelers talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm a day removed from the crazy Italian festival I was telling you guys about yesterday. And today I want to talk about Pittsburgh Steelers running backs. Now, obviously, the Pittsburgh Steelers did not add anybody significant enough to talk about. And that is noteworthy because coming into the offseason, even if it was very low on their list, everyone expected Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland to have some competition here at OTAs, heading into minicamp and eventually training camp. That doesn't seem to be the case. If anything, Anthony McFarland has to fight for a roster spot with either Mateo Durant or Jalen Moore and the two undrafted free agents. Besides that, Benny Snell remains that number two, and I'll tell you why. It's not because of his running ability. Nobody's making a fuss over 98 yards last season and pretty much zero capability of running between a poor but still any offensive line whatsoever. Benny Snell is not the guy. He's not the guy that's going to come in here if Najee goes down, lead this running game, and put on one crazy performance. He's not James Conner when Le'Veon Bell decided to sit out a season. That's not who Benny Snell Jr. is. But there is a reason that the Pittsburgh Steelers kept him around. And there is a reason that heading into his fourth season, we know what we're going to get out of Benny Snell. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are comfortable with that as their number two. Does it make sense? Yes, but no. Does it work? Yes, but no. The Pittsburgh Steelers have an issue with not putting faith in a number two running back. It makes no sense. And time and time again, it's proven that it's not the right idea. I mean, it ran Le'Veon Bell into the ground to the point where every year at the end of the season, he was dealing with an injury. Eventually, that came back to bite them in the butt. And luckily enough, they had D'Angelo Williams sitting behind them to handle that workload and really put in a solid effort. They don't have that in Benny Snell. Eventually, they had James Conner to do the same thing. Again, they don't have that in Benny Snell. And that's what they're going to do again this season. They're going to put a boatload of work on Najee Harris. They're going to hand him the ball or make him touch the ball 400 times again. And they're going to hope that his body could hold up for not 17, but 18 games and a playoff run before it starts to die off. They're going to do this every year until Najee Harris has ran into the ground. That's what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. That's what they're going to continue to do. But there's logic behind, even if it's a bad idea there's logic behind their idea and that's Benny Snell's ability to protect the quarterback you have to look at Benny Snell not as an asset in the running game but an asset to play the pass blocking game without putting Najee Harris's body at risk doesn't sound super hyped up it doesn't sound very flashy and it's nothing that's going to earn you a major contract but it is something that the Pittsburgh Steelers value Guys like Anthony McFarlane haven't been able to land a spot on this team. That's the reason that Anthony McFarlane was supposed to have somewhat of a role in 2021, ended up playing two games. It's because Benny Snell can protect the quarterback better than anybody outside of Najee Harris. And the rest of their options don't give them that strategy. The rest of their options don't give them that comfortability. Benny Snell is not a guy that's going to come in here and rush for 100 yards in a game. Chances are Benny Snell's not going to come in here and rush for 100 yards on the season. 
but the Steelers are going to utilize him like a number two running back because they trust him to protect Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph or whoever's back there enough to say this guy can be on the field and play quality minutes. Again, it doesn't work. It's not a plan that I would work with if I was a head coach, but I'm not a head coach. I'm a guy sitting on a YouTube screen talking about how Mike Tomlin is making poor decisions with Najee Harris's body. Najee Harris don't care. Najee Harris is out here looking twice as big as he looked last season, which is crazy impressive, is easily built to take on a 400-carry workload. The problem is, is that the NFL is such a hard-hitting and such a just beat-you-up sport that you cannot do that to your body time and time again and expect to walk away healthy at the end of seasons and expect to come back the next year looking even better. I get it. There's exceptions to the rule. Derrick Henry is that guy. I understand. I definitely understand. But even the best of them, even Adrian Peterson, who who was – Adrian Peterson was the original Najee Harris's. He was the original Le'Veon Bells. He was the original, I'm going to touch the ball 150 times a game. I do not care, and I'm going to do it again next week, and I'm only going to get stronger. Even he saw it deteriorate his body. Najee saw it deteriorate his body at the end of the season. And the Steelers are going to see it happen again if they don't make changes. Again, more more upside because this is a negative post, and I don't want it to be a negative post. I want to explain why Benny Snell Jr. is going to be the number two and why the Steelers feel comfortable in that. I'm not saying you have to feel comfortable in it. I'm not saying I feel comfortable in it. I'm just saying this is why it's happening. This is why it was explained to me or how it was explained to me. Benny Snell is capable of protecting the passer. He understands where to pick up a blitzer. He understands where to look because he understands the holes in an offensive line and what defenses are going to run. That's that's very useful. For a guy, especially of Benny Snell's size, who's a power runner, that's somebody that you want on your team and you could utilize if you use him the right way, which is exactly how the Pittsburgh Steelers use him. Anthony McFarland has some upside, and I'm going to continue to talk about that upside because the dude is very flashy. He's got extremely quick feet, and he's versatile. That's somebody the Pittsburgh Steelers want to use, and they desperately want him to work out. He hasn't yet, and until proven otherwise, we have to say that he just hasn't yet. That's the definition, or that's the only label that you can put on Anthony McFarland. You can't say he's going to be a star. You can't say they're going to utilize him a bunch in 2022. We have no idea what Anthony McFarland is going to turn into this season. He could be another guy that flashes in training camp, and then the preseason rolls around. He doesn't look super great. He gets injured, and then he spends the next seven, eight weeks on the bench before he plays two meaningless games in the season, does nothing, and then next year he's fighting for a roster spot. Do they want that to happen? No. I think at some point this summer, they're going to look at that third guy and say, this guy has to be useful in the running game. Whether that's Anthony McFarlane, whether that's Jalen Warren, or whether that's Mateo Durant, it doesn't matter. That third guy has to be capable of running the football effectively within Matt Canada's offense. I think Anthony McFarlane fits that mold. But I also think Jalen Warren looks like another Doug Martin, just a little hamster running around who could plow through everybody who has quick feet. And it was told me personally, I was born to be an underdog. This is the position I want to be in because this is where I thrive. And so far he has thrived. Durant looks fast. Durant looks like a natural running back out there. Now, a lot of guys look like natural running backs in shorts and t-shirts. Kalen Balaj 
looks like the next call to God free agent signing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This dude was going to revamp the running game behind Najee Harris. Turned out to be nothing. Like absolutely nothing. A useless signing. Somebody that just kept Anthony McFarlane off the field for 18 weeks for no reason whatsoever. And yeah, you know, it got rid of Jalen Samuels, which needed to happen. But nowhere near the hype that he had at OTAs, nowhere near the hype that he had in training camp. And maybe that's Durant. We don't know. There's higher hopes for Durant. The dude had a stud career at Duke, just like Jalen Warren had a stud career at all the places he played in college. But they need to find one of those three, if not go out and get somebody else, but one of those three to say, hey, you need to be effective in the running game. You need to be the guy that when Najee needs a break, you can go in there and run the football on third down and not have to worry about anything. You could be the guy that catches passes out of the backfield and gets us 15 yards. You could be the guy that's worth more than two or three yards like Benny Snell's going to get us. Let Benny Snell just be that hardcore third and one runner. Hand him the football, say run right up the middle, plow through somebody, and hopefully gain two yards. That works in the NFL. It's worked forever in the NFL. And that's the body that Benny Snell Jr. brings into the NFL. Let him pass block. Then let Anthony McFarlane and Durant and Jalen Warren fight for that third down job. Again, I don't think it's the best solution. I don't think it's the best game plan, but it's one that Mike Tomlin rocks with time and time again. And there's logic behind his reasoning. Again, I don't think it's great logic. I don't think that logic works or has worked in his time in Pittsburgh. I think time and time again, it proves at the end of the season that he's looking for a running back to do something and his running backs on the sideline hurt. He's gotten lucky before with guys like D'Angelo Williams and guys like James Conner. He's not going to get lucky with Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, or two undrafted guys as rookies. It's not going to happen. But there's always logic behind the madness. Mike Tomlin has it. And I think at some point we all needed to know what that madness was, what that logic was. It was explained to me. My job is to pass that, that information on to you. And I hope now we could all look at Benny Snell Jr. and say, hey, look, you could be worse, but at least I get why you're here.